Hello and welcome to Bear Football here on the Barroom Network. John Buffone alongside Danny Shimon. Coach T will be joining us momentarily. The Bears fall to the Packers in week one, 38 to 20, in what can only be described as a pretty pathetic day, a very awful game to watch. Not a lot to take away from this game. You know, Danny, you can spend all the money in the world. You can bring in free agents. You can have a new roster from top to bottom uh, but you know what some things just don't change and the, and this from start to finish this team looked like it was just getting beat down looks like some at some point they were loafing the sidelines had no energy uh this this was just about as worse about as bad as a week one can possibly go. Uh, this this looked like I was watching the same exact team from 19 20 21 uh, you name it it's the same thing with different players. Justin Fields goes for a hundred, I believe 189 yards, a touchdown and a pick 21 to 31. Meanwhile, Jordan Love goes for 27 for 245 yards, three touchdowns and zero interceptions. As you see on the graphics there, I'm not saying this was all on Justin Fields, but I think that there was some pretty bad. They had what seven months to game plan for this game, Danny. And this is what they rolled out there. I don't know what the defensive strategy was. I don't know what the offensive strategy was. I don't know what they were. I don't know what they thought they were going to do. I, I hope somebody actually asked that question in the press conference. What did you think you were going to do? Right, what, what was the game plan that you had seven months to devise? What did you actually think you were going to do? Because I'd love to hear that because it looked like they that, that uh, Alan Williams had or had it on cruise control from start to finish to just say you know he he was the Ronco rotisserie set it and forget it I don't want to I don't want to do anything to it the entire game what's your initial takeaway? Well, I mean, I I, I wanted you to uh, kind of rant there and just keep going because I had so much frustration and I, I know I can't do it as much justice as you can in terms of getting all that anger out there, but it's like I'm pissed. I mean, I mean as a fan, I'm I'm embarrassed. I'm pissed. Uh, as an analyst, I sit there and I'm like, this is what you game plan. You had the all off season and this is the team. This is what you came out here. Luke gets you with. I mean, and Alan Williams, uh, don't let me get started on this guy. I mean, I, I, I feel like I, I just kind of, I'm a, a record here, broken record. I keep repeating myself in terms of Alan Williams. You know, you know I, I was you know, upset with him last year, but, but again, the entire coaching staff, we kind of gave him a pass because of the, you know, we knew what they're doing, but now it's like, and not that the, we expected the Bears to go out there and, and you know compete for a Super Bowl or win the you know NFC or win the NFC, but it's just like you know you, there was this hype around this team, there was the excitement around you know bringing in these players, you know being you know young and and creative and 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 now finally you know the big bad wolf is out of the art division. Aaron Rodgers out of New York, you know we got a, a, you know a young rookie, or not rookie, but a third year you know uh, quarterback making his first you know opening week start. You know, you know, has his his weapons are either first or second year players. His best receiver was out, and you still get embarrassed. And this, this wasn't just an embarrassment on the field. This is an embarrassment from organizational, from the top bottom, because the Packers is the way you run an organization from top to bottom. The Bears are just you can see this is a patchwork of hiring a, a president here, hiring a GM here, firing a, a coach here, hiring a new uh, coach here, then firing the GM. Then It's like patchwork here and there. You know, a, a GM comes in and he tears it down to the studs last year, and now he's trying to rebuild it back up again. But does he have the right coaching staff to build it back up again? You know, polls might have the right plan, but in terms of, you know, the coaching staff, we don't know anything. And we, we all gave him a pass for last year. Guys, this, might, this was really a, an indictment for me. On, on indictment, I should say, indictment on the entire coaching staff, from Luke Getzey to that that horrible game plan he had, 
you know, for, for that, for this first game, Allen Williams, uh, I, I don't know if he's actually a defensive corner, if it's just a defensive corner in name only, and it's actually Eberflus, you know, you know, corning this whole thing, but he doesn't, but he doesn't have a card in his hand. So, you know, so I'm assuming Allen Williams is making all the defensive play calls. You know, this, this cover, you know, this cover two, Tampa two, whatever you want to hell call it, this damn defense, it's old. They know how to beat it. They can beat it in the middle. Look up the tape. All the big plays for the for the Packers was in the middle, right? Yeah, they keep beating them in the middle. And I, I just feel I feel like I just keep come out here repeating myself over and over again. I'm just tired. I'm embarrassed as a fan. As an analyst, you're like, you know, you kind of throw up your hands, like, all right, what can they do now? It is one game, you know, I kind of put back my analyst hat here. It is one game. A lot of, you know, things happen week one. We saw Joe Burrow and, and, and the Bengals struggle mightily with all, all that firepower on offense in Cleveland. But again, that was in Cleveland and bad weather on the road. Burrow hadn't practiced the entire preseason. He was nursing an injury. This is why. You know, I wanted the Bears to play their starters in the preseason, get some continuity, get some momentum going into the season. They came out flat. The game plan was flat. The coaching staff was flat. They were outcoached. Uh, everything on the football field and 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 even in you know in the freaking management booth because I mean I, I just it's just a total embarrassment. Uh, I'd like to take this opportunity to introduce our new analyst on Bear Football, Coach T. Coach T, welcome to the program. We're talking about initial reactions right from this game. You know what? The, the table was set for the Bears to win this game, Coach. They, they were favored. They were at home. They're going against Jordan Love, who's, you know, probably has a lot of pressure to, you know, step into the shoes of Aaron Rodgers. Christian Watson's not playing. They bring it. They have all these free agents. It's a new attitude, a new roster. Everything was on the table for this team to actually compete. Maybe, maybe it's a close game and they, they don't, they come up short, but they got beaten down today. What did you see out there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Danny was, Danny was probably alluding to what I was going to get to. Um, my first thought is what I said going into the preseason um, on so many other platforms. Um, the challenge was uh, Luke Getze, man. I was really concerned about Luke Getze coming into the season just because of some things I saw during the season last year. And then even when we had supposedly um, changed or, or re revised the offense towards the end of the season to adapt more to Justin's skill set, there were still some glaring holes in his offensive scheme that concerned me, right? So where where are the digs? Where are the slants? Where are the outs? Where are the curls? Where are the rub routes? Where are the pick routes? Where are the things that allow receivers to easily get opens, the, the, the nickels, um, the nickels that we call, right? You say, Two nickels makes a dime, right? You know, the goal is 10 yards for first jump down and move the chains, right? But where are the nickels that make up the dimes, right? He seems to have a bipolar uh, sense of off offensive concepts, right? It's either the quick screens, the check downs, or some uh, long to intermediate game, right? Um, that that concerns me. There's There was no play call set up. So what you look for is an offensive play caller, right? I, you know, I get a little bit loopy on defense, but offense is my hallmark, right? So you look to feel the game when you're watching the, the game as an offensive player, play caller, and you look to see a nice story told, right? Um, that plays are set up off other plays. There were no was no continuity between plays where I saw where he may have run power, uh, power plays or even the zone schemes, right? where you ran the zone play a number of times and then you booted off the zone a number of times, right? They, the plays weren't correctly put together. And it was just, it was a disaster, man. 
so and i want to bring up a, a quote that i think pz put out there is this a show a rerun from 2022 and that's exactly how it feels because i feel like we're talking about the same thing over and over again for the past three years but you know you you in, the, in a part of that big trade for the number one pick you bring in dj Moore, and i believe two targets today he caught both of them but two targets today danny is that game plan is that fields is that what what is that because that can't happen if you're going to go in part of this big trade where you bring in dj Moore to be your stud receiver and you got mooney and claypool as the two and three you think that your number one receiver is going to be the leader in targets and he's going to be able to eat and i saw a bunch of screen passes well i mean for me john and, and i'm not gonna be the guy that's sitting here after week one after a disaster of a performance say you like i told you so but when that trade was made i wasn't you know everyone's harping on dj Moore being this number one receiver number one receiver based off of what based off of the stats he put the fantasy stats he put up in carolina you know, so that's the thing is like DJ Moore, he had to come in here. He had to prove to me that he's actually a number one receiver. And guess what? Week one, off to a bad start because he had Joe, uh, he had Jerry Alexander, a pro bowl, all pro corner shadowing him from side to, from side to side. And he couldn't break free. Now there are a couple of times where you can say, oh, maybe he was open here, open there. But again, he, he was a non-factor in this game. Okay. He's got to prove to me that he's he actually is a number one receiver. He's a very talented receiver. He's got a lot of skill set, but being a number one receiver and being talented, two different things. When you're a number one receiver, you're a dog. You're a guy that can go out there and beat the best coverage, whether it's, you know, the best corner or even some double teams. And he's got to prove a lot to me today. But, you know, today for me, from what I saw, is was Jerry Alexander followed him, shadowed him from sideline to sideline, and he couldn't really breathe there except for that one that one drive where he got a couple couple passes. Uh, other than that, DJ Moore was, was a non, 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 no factor today in the football game. Coach, on the offensive side of the ball, they didn't seem to push it down the field at all. Is that because of the, the offensive line struggles or was that a game plan? Or why did we not see as many explosive plays as we thought we might see when you have speed like uh, Darnell Mooney and DJ Moore and uh, the, the backfield and Claypool's uh, vertical ability? Why was there not more of a vertical game? Are they just are, are they unable to do that? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a step back to, to your question you just asked Danny, right, about the DJ Moore – aspect of it right there's more ways to get dj the ball besides throwing the ball downfield right i look at dj even if he's an unproven commodity as a number one receiver some i think the announcer said it during the game dj is a running back playing wide receiver so i would use him kind of like a uh your guy in, in san francisco i'm drawing a blank right Debo. now Debo, right so you know it, even if i got to give him the ball on jet sweeps right get him some carries from the backfield, you have to you have to use DJ if you're gonna call him your number one receiver. You have to play three card Monty with DJ and move him around the field, right, and get him the ball in a number of of, of different ways, right, to get his hand, get him comfortable with the game, and then also get your opponent um, um, worrying about DJ in those different positions where he's hurting him. Just lining up and handing the ball to the running backs. That's peewee football, right? We know the running back is going to carry the ball. Everybody knows that. But if your running backs are receivers and your receivers are running backs, then you start getting the defense to thinking. I think when it comes to the long game, I think there was a little bit trepidation around the protection plan, right? And it goes back to what I said about Khalil Herbert. You know, it's not so much for me um, as a play caller, do I always worry about, the front five. Yeah. Can you win on one, your one-on-one -on -one blocks with your front five, but also if I can't, it's my responsibility as an offensive coordinator to say, okay,
do I go to 60 protection or 70 protection or six man and seven man protection? And then when you put seven, when you got to go six man and seven man protection with the running back, are you comfortable with Khalil Herbert back there protecting? I'm not. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in fairness, Coach T, Khalil Herbert didn't get run over today. It was the offensive line. It was it was the, the, the prize rookie that everyone's saying is going to be a, a all pro right tackle. He got beat a couple of times. Nate Davis, the, the high price free agent signing, he got you know beat a couple of times. <laughs> Let me get started on Lucas Patrick again. And, mm -hmm. then, and, then, and then, you know, I, I love uh, um, Braxton Jones, but he had a bad game today. I mean, the whole offensive line, to be fair, they, they all suck today. So, you know, to, to pin on Khalil Herbert, Herbert didn't have anything in terms of he never got run over by a linebacker. He didn't. I didn't see him get run over in, any, in terms of pass protection. So it's it's not fair to pin him out. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm defaulting. I'm defaulting passing because I really didn't pay attention. Like I'm be honest with you. I didn't think I didn't from what I saw, and I didn't squarely focus on the offensive line. I didn't think the the O line play was horrible. It may look different on film, but again, I'm thinking still you can't go into an NFL game with the five man protection as your primary protection plan unless you're going you're, you're planning to get the ball out of your hands quick right you know you got a rookie you know you got uh some holes and some injuries up there you can't go into the game with your scheme or your plan your game plan as hey i'm gonna go five uh five man protection the entire game a la matt Nagy, right i don't care i don't care how far i'm throwing the ball down the field i plan to ex i plan to protect with five men even if i got 15 20 yard routes uh, Matt Nagy, I would have to look at the film and I would specifically point out, OK, yeah, we were getting we were getting uh, killed up front. But still, even with that, I'm going six. You start adding body to the protection plan to help sure it up. That's I mean, it's football one on one. Yeah. And, and, and I don't want to blame one person, one player, one one unit. The whole team sucked. It, it, the whole yeah. team was bad today. Offense, defense, special teams was horrible today. But the O line was just just an atrocious. I mean, every time Justin went back there, he you know if, if he kind of held on to the football a little bit longer, trying to get someone open downfield, guess what? He had man in his face. And, I, and Justin too was bad today. You know, I, and I'm an adamant you know Justin Fields fan. I always defend him here. But today he was bad. I mean, he made some plays with his legs again, and and he, he was a leading rusher again for the Bears. That, that that's not what we wanted yeah. to see, right? And then, and again, but you know there was that the interception to Mooney. He stared Mooney down, and I was like, dude, you got to get rid of that football. This you know, it's you got to get rid of the football. And, and if you know your offensive line is bad, this is a timing and rhythm offense. One, two, three, your third step, that back foot hits, that ball's got to be out of there. You know, and then that's the thing is like he, again, was holding on to the ball a bit longer than I expected, especially when they fell back. I think maybe that, maybe that, you know, that he has some added pressure to himself. Maybe he wants to kind of create a big plays. But I think it's like you got to stay within the offense, and even if you're down by two scores, you got to continue to to kind of follow the the game plan and not you know kind of go out of off off you know off the um, the you know reservation if you will there just to kind of keep going and moving the football down a football field. So you know I, I, I guess that the, for me that gut punch was once the Bears got that second half touchdown to Mooney and it was within ten, and then they just came back and scored just like nothing happened. And I, it was just like that was a gut punch, and now. I think Justin came back on. That's when he threw that pick six, and again, that's when he was trying to make things happen. You just can't do that. You can't yeah, do it. It all, it all has to work in continuity, right? I remember, I remember a few years ago when we were like, you know, uh, you know, you know, our uh, our quarterback at the time during the Mag Matt Nagy area, Mitch was so terrible. He's holding on to the ball, right? Um, this is why watching the film is so important, right? So, if the O line is, if we're in five man protection. And you got a 20, 15, 20 yard route combo on, 
right? And you're in five-man protection and you're waiting on routes to develop, right? You will hold the ball. But remember my first take was, where are the slants? Where are the digs? Where's the outs? Where's the rub? Where are the curls? Those three step, those three step uh, uh, drops with five-man protection, they're matched. They're a match. You'd have to match your protection scheme with your route combination. So, you know, I don't want to overreact to the O-line play right now until I see it. But one thing I know for sure, that that number 24 does not like the pass pro. And I'm anxious to see how it shows up on film. And I really believe the one the one uh, drive where we actually scored a touchdown on the pass play, I believe we were trying to uh, uh, let Roshan uh, uh, Johnson come into the game to get him some carries so it wouldn't be a dead giveaway to, hey, you know what I'm saying? This is the guy that we truly trust down down in and down out. And I wouldn't be surprised going forward that we might see him as the guy moving forward because he's going to be probably a better all-around back. That's what I was going to ask both of you. Do you think that if we're taking anything out of this game, is it maybe that Roshan Johnson's going to get – he didn't play basically at all in the first half, and then and then they started working him in once the game was kind of you know getting out of hand. But uh, do, you, do you think that all of a sudden Roshan Johnson might be – because we saw a split between Foreman and Herbert in the first half. You see the, you see the carries there on the graphic. Khalil Herbert, 9 for 27. Foreman, 5 for 16. And eventually Roshan Johnson, 5 for 20. And the touchdown uh, – do we maybe see some of those numbers skewed next week? Where is it less Foreman or less Herbert? Uh, who would you trot out there next week, Danny? Or do you, you kind of you keep Herbert in that lead role until uh, until you really ha- until you really have to make a change? Yeah, I, I don't want to make you know wholesale changes right away to you know kind of flip the whole depth chart right now. But I mean, yeah, Roshan Johnson came out there and gave him a little spark, especially that that drive again when they when they put that you know that touchdown on the board. So I definitely like to see him get some opportunities. But to just say you know Khalil Herbert gets benched or Dante Foreman gets benched. You know, it's, it's it's not something because when they they had positive runs in the game as well. I mean, if, you know, Herbert had some good runs, Foreman had a couple first downs. So I just think that the the whole unit as as a whole, the offense, it was just just not you know they weren't functioning. They were they weren't in sync. And again, I go back to preseason. I wanted to see them get more snaps. I wanted them to see at least play a half in a couple of those games to get guys out there and, and kind of get get some of that that rhythm going there. You know, I, you know, the offensive line being bad today was was really disappointing. I was really hoping that the Bears would come in and just kind of pound the football, run it down the throats of, of the uh, of the Packers defense there. You know, make them force you know uh, the Bears to you know prove to the Bears that they they cannot run the ball uh, you know against them. And then you you know you would see then the Bears hopefully you know establish a run and then go off that play action and not strike downfield. But obviously that didn't happen. Bears fell behind. And next thing you know now, like the coach here was saying, like now now they're looking to develop these these longer routes downfield. The pass rush was was getting to the quarterback. You know, balls are being you know held on a little bit too long, and now he's forcing balls, and 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 I was just downhill from there. And then, but just that that second half when they got back into the game, when they were able, to, defense wasn't able to stop. And I know we'll get the defense later on, but that was just a, a gut punch. And I think that it was just downhill from there. Coach, uh, your your thoughts on the running back room? How, should it stay 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 the same, or should uh, Johnson get a little more play early in the next week? Yeah, I'm, I'm giving him more play. And, and here's the thing: it's not just him. The idea is the guy that I can go into the game with, and regardless of regardless, it's just not running the ball. It's the guy that gives me the all around game, right? So, if Johnson is a little bit less of a runner, but he is a better pass pro protector. I'm putting them in the game, right? Because now it's not a tail, right? So if I'm playing Khalil Herbert, only to run, it's a tail. Defense comes in, he trots on the field. We know he's running the ball. Johnson trots on, I know I'm passing the ball. So if he gives me a little bit more edge in the passing game, 
And, and that's why I called out the one particular play on the touchdown, because when Roshan was in the game, I heard Justin roll, run, uh, yell out 77, 77, which he, at that time he changed the protection. And if you remember that play, uh, Cole Komet stayed in and Johnson stayed in for protection. I mean, they had seven man protection and they had everything blocked up. So if they can do that, then they can have more developing, uh, longer developing plays and be able to throw the ball downfield. But it's, it's, it seems like, again, there's a lack, lack of, like like Danny said, from the preseason to translating into that today, uh, the last preseason game into today, there's a lack of continuity all around. Penalty, dumb penalties, uh, holding penalties. Um, it was just, if you go to uh, what I said pregame, that's what I tweeted out, I was like, listen, at this state of the season, you just want to play clean football. That Playing clean football in week one is going to keep you out of uh, most bad scenarios, right? And it's a footballism. You got to just play clean football, penalty, mistake-free, no miscues, um, no fumbles, things like that will keep you in the football game. And we just wet the bed all around offensively. You know, a lot, a lot of people talking in the chat room uh, about uh, Chase Claypool. And it's, it's, it's interesting because – you look at this game plan, you look what they try to do offensively, and do, do they have the capability of actually feeding three receivers? Because right now you, you saw what DJ Moore put up. You saw what Darnell Mooney was able to accomplish. And Chase Claypool, I think, maybe had a target, maybe two, didn't come down with either one of them uh, as you look at the receiving there. Uh, Darnell Mooney led the wide receivers with four, uh, and, and then we saw DJ Moore with his, his two catches. Do, does this team actually have the capability of ha- you know sustaining – three wide receivers that, that are going to put up actual productive numbers. What is going to be Chase Claypool's role here? Uh, if, if any moving forward, coach, I'll start with you. Then Danny, please jump in. Yeah. If, if they don't, if they don't do something fast, you know what I'm saying? The, the natives going to get restless and it's going to be a problem. Right. And this is what I was talking about in the short game with somebody in my mind, with somebody as a big, biggest frame as that it's easy to throw, you know what I'm saying? The quick game and he can use his body to kind of block out on it, especially the in breaking stuff, the digs, the slants and stuff like that. He can use his bodies to block out all of those screen plays should be some kind of short intermediate pass. That's like a five in five yard in breaking or outbreaking route. He shouldn't be calling all those screens back to back. That's a one or two, you know what I'm saying? That's ketchup and mustard. That's condiments. You don't sit down and eat a plate full of condiments, right? You're going to get yourself about two or three screen passes during the game and it's over. You have to have a scheme that that encompasses the entire route tree. So as I go through the film this week, I'm going to let you know, OK, this is where the gaps were in the route tree. Right. So we break down the O-line play. I look at the route trees or the routes and I'll let you know, OK, this is where the holes were in in the route tree. And if it's anything like last week, it's going to be the route combinations that I threw out earlier. He just doesn't call those routes or we don't hit him. Something something is off. Danny, what do you think about uh, Chase Claypool's use or his future, or is it is it him the the play calling the scheme scheme, or is it just the perfect storm of everything? Where let's not forget that the, the Bears basically gave up the equivalent of a first round pick to bring this guy in, and zero catches is not a very good return on investment for Week One. I'm not trying to say this is what it's going to be the entire season, but you got you'd like to see some kind of indication that his usage is going to be up. Right, John. I was done with Claypool on, on that on that one bubble smoke screen where where they threw it to Donald, and, and he didn't even, he didn't even effort 
to, to block that guy. The defender went right, literally right, right through Claypool and got to Darnell Mooney. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? I, I, right there, if I was a coach, I would have yanked them off the football field and say, you know what? You're not going to give me effort like that on, as a blocker because, you know, you know, you're not getting the ball. You got you have other jobs out there, you have other responsibilities out there. And that was just really pathetic in terms of his effort for, for Claypool. So that really turned me off about, about Chase Claypool. Now, in terms of, you know, talent, he's got the talent. He's got the body. He's got the, you know, the, the, the big, you know, uh, you know, a catch radius. And he's got the ability to make plays down the football field. But in terms of why he was, you know, not targeted at all, I, I, again, unfortunately, I just don't know. I don't know if it's just, you know, got to go look at the film. I don't know if it's just the concept. You know, it was what, what put, you know, what number of re was he in a progression? Was he open? Was he covered? I, I, I don't really see him, in, you know, in terms of, you know, getting active out there. So that, that the whole thing was disappointing, you know, other than, than Darnell Mooney, uh, you know, and then, and then Cole Komet was pretty much silent up until the end of that fourth quarter. You know, why wasn't Cole Komet utilized more in the passing game as well? So that, there's a ton of questions. Like I said, this offensive game plan was something that as I, I tweeted out. I'm like, like, this is what Luke Getze prepared the whole offseason to attack the Packers defense with was with this. This is his game plan. And I, I just feel like in the first half when we came out here in halftime, I said, you know what? I just I think he felt like he was a little yeah, he's a guy with new a kid with new toys. He's like, I'm gonna show my toys off to my friends. And then when you put together a, a concise, you know, thorough game plan that was that was gonna be effective against his defense. I think he just kind of like hodgepodge it. And that's unfortunate because now it's like there's question marks about that side of the football now. Obviously, there's question marks about the defensive side of the football as well. So now it's like, okay, wh- where do we go from here? Again, it's week one, don't want to overreact, but right right now it's like my fan anger is, is kind of dipping into my analyst, you know, side of me. And it's like, it's like, all right, let's, let's, let's take it down. Let's take it down a notch. It's only one game. It's very disappointing. You know, if you don't beat the Packers now, when the hell are you going to beat the Packers? Right. Is, is that what I'm trying to say here? And I just, uh, you know, it's, you know, in terms of play pool, there's a lot of questions. In terms of the offense, a hell lot of questions. John, yes. I know we need to move on to D, but that's going to be the emphasis of me the whole season. I'm going to talk about the coordinators all season. Because so. because with a slight upgrade in talent, you should be able to have some evidence of competent football, right? On either side of the ball, we should be able to look at offensively and say, "Hey, Luke is painting a nice story. He's telling a nice story with his play calling. You you can feel football, right? You can feel it. You can feel okay. I've been going outside zone, outside zone, outside zone, and gashing them." You know what I'm saying? The boot off the outside zone is coming. Or I've been going power. You know, the counter play is coming. Or the boot action off a of counter and power is coming, right? You can feel what's coming. And I could feel absolutely nothing with the play calling today. Absolutely nothing. No, nah, and that started for they started from the very beginning when you have a Cole Komet quarterback sneak on third and one. And then you then you call another quarterback. Sneak. Down. <laughs> yeah. Two sneaks back to back. Like that yeah. was crazy. And you notice you notice when Green Bay ran a QB sneak, they had somebody pushing Jordan Love in the back to get over the first yeah. down threshold. I didn't. Yeah. I don't know if I don't think I saw that in Chicago's attack. So I give you an example, right? So if you're gonna run, if you're gonna go for it on fourth down, I'm lining up in some kind of formation under center, and if I'm not gonna run the ball up that play, up that you know, up the in the, in between the tackles on that play, I'm going up some kind of play action, leaking the full back out to the flat and getting an easy first down. Two sneaks back to back is crazy. They tip, they tip their hand both times. The Packers knew exactly what they were going to do on both of those plays, and it was it was a complete waste, and it was a, it was a tone setter for the wrong reasons right off the bat that they couldn't pick up one yard in two plays, and they basically told the Packers what they were going to do, and then and then that 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 did set kind of set the tone for the rest of the game. And and I, uh, Danny, I think you said this like if you're if, if you're not going to beat the Packers 
today. When are you going to beat them? Because this was the, the table was set here, man. I, I keep saying that, but now you got to wait till week 18 till you see them again. And you mm-hmm. hope to God that, they, that that game actually means something. But it, but you have 17 weeks to stew over this and think, wow, now I got to I got to I got to wait until almost the, the next year <laughs> until until I, I the, we get to see them play the Packers again. This is a gut punch to not just the team and the franchise, but all of the fans who are waiting for this game for seven months because they wanted to see what this new and improved team was going to look like. They thought they were going to be competitive. They thought they no. were going to have the edge in a lot of these different things. They're going to have edge at the receiver. They're going to have an edge at quarterback. They're going to have an edge at maybe linebacker. And, yeah. and nothing happened today. Nothing. It was the same story. And you could that it, has been for the last well 30 years, but they still haven't beaten the Packers yet in the 2020 decade. I think they went four and 17 in the 2010 decade. So that the, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. The players are different. The coaching staff is different. The franchise is exactly the same. Yeah. What the yeah. hell is it going to take? Yeah. The danger now is, and I appreciate Danny calling out like that when you have to, when you have to digress from 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 analyst and coach mode into separate the fan right the danger is if 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 more so on the offensive side right if luke can't get it together right you know justin's legacy is tied to luke right yeah so so if luke doesn't make it one justin's going to get most of the heat quarterback is going to get the heat but also what do you do okay i I either fire a head coach fire oc but now a OC comes in, you have to learn. A, it's like you have to learn an entire language over again. The Alex Smith fans yeah, fans don't get that about Chicago. It gets over and over and yeah. over again. You, you, you bring a new OC in, the, the terminology, some of it translates, but it's like learning an entire language in a matter of six months, and you're supposed to go out and operate efficiently. That's not something I want to see. I probably won't watch the games. If, well, if I got to especially, gotta especially the guy who's end, uh, go, coming to the near of his rookie deal, you're going to, you're not, and he needs to prove whether or not you're going to extend him. You're not going to, in, in that prove it year, you're not going to just throw him a new system, say, figure it out and earn that new contract. It's just, but, it's but the just, one thing, like the one thing, like I, I, you can tell when, when, I, when there's, there's, a, there's an offensive mind that's behind a quarterback. Look, look at what the Colts did today. They, they lost, but they had Anthony Richardson and it coming off of what 13 career starts in college and, and Steichen had him prepared. He had a game plan centered around the talents he had with, you know, again, that, that guy had a touchdown passing, touchdown rushing, you know, didn't put up great numbers and they lost, but you know, he looked prepared. He looked like he was comfortable in an offense and he's only going to grow from there. So that's only week one. And now as he gets more and more comfortable and, you know, in the NFL and the system, you're going to see his talents kind of continue to shine. You're going to see more, more uh, of his ability kind of grow. And I, and I believe in, in, in Shane Steichen building that offense around him I, I, here with Chicago, you know, we thought Getzi was was gonna, you know, after that that Patriots game last year, that Getzi finally got it. He was gonna be able to build something, you know, in terms of around Justin Fields. I mean, this this week one, this this game plan was just like I said, a gut punch, and I'm like, now I'm questioning everything. Yeah, I think Frank Wright might have had a better day in, in Carolina. He, he might have had a better day with with uh with the rookie quarterback. It was just I watched the game and it was like I'm like I see what you're doing. I see what you're trying to do. Everything might not be working because it might be happen a little bit too fast for the kid, but I see what you're trying to get done. Like I said, going back to last year, some of the times I get, I get cringy naggy moments sometimes with, with Luke because I'm like, okay, tell us a story. You know what I'm saying? Make the defense think, you know what I'm saying? What's Compl- the identity of this offense? What's the identity of the, this offense? Yeah, yeah. It should be yeah. running game. It should it be a running attack. It should be. 
It wasn't today, though. It wasn't. Nope. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what that. Okay, if I if I had to play, let me argue against myself right here, right? And if I had to play advocate for Luke, I think that's where he might have got stumped because he he might have if he came out, you say my whole game plan today is establish the run and we'll play off, we'll play off the run game, and then the run game doesn't work, then what? But as a again as an offensive play caller, for me. And an overthinker, I would have sat myself down and with my other coaches and said, okay, yeah, our main game plan is to go into this thing and run the ball. But, guys, what if we can't run the ball? That's what you do with your assistant coaches. You have your assistant coaches sit in the room and argue against your, your theory, and you come up with a game plan, a plan B, and out to that. Okay, the game plan is to run the ball. It's not working. We're going to, we're going to game plan. We're going to plan B, right? We're gonna we're gonna go to the short game. We're gonna spread it out, and we're gonna force we're gonna force uh, Green Bay. We're gonna force one on one matchups, and we're gonna let DJ do his thing, or we're gonna let Chase do his thing, or something. But it was no, it was no backup plan. No, you gotta have these contingencies, man. Yeah, and there weren't there were no contingencies built in. It was like, well, if this doesn't work, then you know what? We're just gonna keep doing it. If not, we're screwed. You know what? They were screwed. I, I do believe before we check before we check it over to defense, I believe we got about five minutes worth of uh, Coach Eberflus's uh, post game press conference. There were some technical difficulties, but we were able to scrap some of that press conference together. So let's go ahead and throw it over to that right now. And uh, we got to get that cleaned up because that's that's something you can improve on your you know by being disciplined and not having those penalties. You know. Um, so, you know, last year we were third in the league in, in penalties, you know, so we can definitely clean that up. That's, that's correctable. Um, then really for, for the rest of the game, you know, we got to do a good job, uh, defensively, you know, coming out in the second half, you know, we didn't do a very good job with that. It was, uh, you know, two, those two big plays, uh, to their, to their premier running back. Um, so those are big plays for those guys. And, um, you know, so overall, you know, I think it's, uh, it's a learning experience for us. There's a lot of football to play. I told the guys and, uh, uh, we have to get back to work tomorrow, uh, look at the corrections, and, and see where we go from here. Looking at the mistakes and the penalties and just the score, if somebody came out of this saying, the Bears just weren't ready to play today, would you agree with that? Uh, I wouldn't agree with that, no. I wouldn't. Uh, you know, the first half, we were, we, were, we were pretty good, you know, in terms of being ready to play. Um, you know, so the, the onset of that was good. We did, I don't think we came out in the second half, uh, and they executed better than we did. And, uh, again, the third downs was a big piece of that today. Um, some of it's because of penalties and then execution. We got to get off the field on third down. What was the thought process behind the commit play, putting him under center in a series that had been going well up at that point, but that was a, a gimmicky play at that, at that point in the game? Yeah, we had done that uh, before. We ran a couple of plays. Uh, we've done that with him a few times, uh, had a couple of plays off of that. So that's worked for us uh, before. And uh, we just had a different motion, a different shift there uh, and put him behind there. Yeah, so the, the, the throwback screen, uh, that one, the first one to come out of the second half, uh, that's we got to do a really good job of, of boxing that with the corner, and then we need the pursuit inside out. We had some guys there. I think I saw a couple guys miss a tackle or two. Um, I think I may, he may have outran a couple guys. I got to look at the tape, but that's what I first saw on that one. Um, you know, the one that happened late to the tight end, um, that was a fumbled snap, and that was a hideout play. So the tight end blocks like this, and then hides out, and then goes up the numbers. And the guys took their eyes onto the quarterback, and we got to stay back in coverage. We got to do a better job there. Um, yeah. Are they a lot different offensively now with Love than Rodgers? 
Uh, I would say uh, no. I would say they're they're similar. They're very similar. I would not say different. What do you think of Love today? He was, like you said, on third down, he really seemed to kind of capitalize on some of those plays. Yeah, I thought I thought uh, you know for the you know for the most part, I think he did well. You know, he did well today, and obviously they executed on third down. And uh, my hats off to him. Did you know on, on the first draft, open draft the game? Did you decide before third down that you would go four and fourth? You didn't get it. Yeah, if it was inches, it was the green light on inches. So it was third and inches, and it was fourth and inches, the green light. What did you like better about the two sneaks more so than the conventional run on either of those plays? Um, inches converts at you know a sneak you know converts at a high rate on inches. You know that's what that's what you know just by percentage. So that's why we liked it. What was your assessment of Justin's play today? I'll have to look at the tape. You know, I have to look at the tape. You know, there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, so I want to look at the tape and dive into it before I make any comments on that. You, he had counted for maybe I looked at one point, he was counted from basically 95% of your yards, either through the run or the pass. Mm-hmm. Are you worried? Did he just not get enough support from the other guys today in any way, would you say? Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I got to look at the tape. You know, you know, to, to make a big statement like that, you know, is, is would be, uh, you know, not right for me to say that without watching the tape. So we'll look at it. We're going to make the corrections. You know, we'll, we'll see where it is, you know, with with everything on offense and defense. And, you know, we'll, we'll go through it with, uh, you know, an evaluation process and how we can get better um, as an offense, defense and kicking and then each guy. So that's what we do. How many today when make you reevaluate how to approach preseason in terms of getting your starters more snaps together in your offensive line, especially? Yeah, I, I, it would definitely, uh, you know, obviously you think about that as a head coach, but we you know with the injuries that we did have uh, sustained uh, during training camp, it would be hard to put all the guys in there together um, for sure. Uh, so we always evaluate that every single year. With how this game ended, um, is there something that you're most eager to correct moving forward? Is there something? It better be everything. Yeah, just play, just the basics of football. You know, we're you know with the, eliminate the penalties. That's going to help us out a lot. You know, protect the football. That's going to help us out a lot. You know, take the football away. That's going to give us short fields and give us opportunities. And we've done that really well in practice. You know, both sides. You know, so um, you know I plan on seeing that in the future. You know, and, and going forward. Like I said, this is the first game. This hurts. You know, this is a division opponent. Um, all the guys in there are, are, you know, sick to their stomachs, and you know, all the coaches, everybody, and it's not, not something that you like. Uh, but we also know it's the first game, and we got to get better. You know, we have to improve, and uh, it's this is a week to week, and we have to. Once this gets over, we got to get to tomorrow, and we got to start moving our eyes forward and uh, move to Tampa Bay. All right, that's. Uh... About as much as we have on that is probably all that we need. My first, my yeah. first uh, inclination is that is that that sounded a lot. That sounded like a lot of. I hate to say this, Matt Nagy deflecting. Look at the tape. Got to look at the tape. Got to look at the tape. You don't have to look at the tape to tell everyone you got your ass kicked today by the Green Bay Packers. Right. That, right. You can you can at least say that because that's what the fans saw that they, everyone who was in the stadium saw that. You can just say you got your ass beat and probably got really out coached today from on both sides of the ball. I think you're able to say that. And then, you know what, and, you know, I did this, I did this, uh, I said this against the other, uh, the former regime when they were here. So I, I have to bring it up. I, I, I said with Matt Nagy, hey, if the offense is really bad and that's your specialty, that's kind of a problem. Matt Eberflus, you came in here as a defensive coordinator. That's supposed to be your specialty. You brought your guys in and that defense sucks. So what are you bringing to the table right now? Is it, is it clock management? Is it understanding who the, what personnel to put in? Because the defense sucks. I don't know. I don't think 
you're calling plays, but that's supposed to be your bread and butter. And, and then the and then the offense is supposed to be a, a, another thing with Luke Getzey, but w- that's supposed to be you, okay? Yeah. And, and exactly. that, you're bad. You're a bad if you're if, if you're a specialty. If you came in here as a defensive maven and you got a head coaching job because of how you handled a defense in Indianapolis. And that's the defense you have on the Chicago Bears. That's kind of an indictment on you, whether it's who you're hiring to be on your staff or how you're handling the personnel or what scheme you're putting out there. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the defense because I, I don't know what the I don't know. I would I wanted someone to ask in the press conference what was the strategy, what mm-hmm. was the scheme, what did what did what were you hoping to accomplish with what you're doing? What if everything worked out perfect? If everything worked out exactly how you thought it was going to work out, what was your plan? Because you got no pressure from the front from the front four, you didn't blitz any linebackers, and they still picked your defense apart with Jordan Love. What was the i? What was the? I want to know what the strategy was because it was awful. And, and and if you're if you're gonna say I have to look at the tape to realize that that was a crap performance, then I then I'm so, I'm gonna I'm gonna start having to put a little bit more of a microscope on you because you, you can say that the, the the you were getting picked apart because Jordan Love had a time to drink a cup of coffee, take a nap, you know, wave hi to his mom and and her seats that Justin Fields gave to her and say, hey, I'm about to throw the ball, mom, give me a second, and then throw that throw the ball down the field. It, I, 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 that was that I'm tired of watching crap defenses. You don't have to have a top three, five, even sometimes 10 defense to win a Super Bowl. That's not how the NFL is, is designed anymore. But you have to have a decent defense. You have to have a pretty good defense. And you can't give up three touchdowns to Jordan Love and over 30 points. And it, regardless of what the offense doesn't expect to compete. Uh, Danny, this defense I, I, I know sucks. That you're tired of talking about uh, what Alan Williams' plan is. This defense sucks. Do something. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean that, that graphic right there just says it all. I mean, I when the when the hire was made, the Eberflus hire was made, and, and I knew that he came off from that whole Tampa two tree. I hated the hire just because just because I hate that type of defense. That defense is outdated. Now you could play a version of that cover two defense of those the cover two shell and di- diverse it with everybody does it. Diverse it with some you know some some scheme blitzes. Look at what the, the guy the Chiefs do. You know, no, you know, he spags. He does a, a ton of cover too, but he also devices it, diverses it with with some some design exotic blitzes, some some pressures that you're not expecting. You know, you're not getting to the quarterback with a front four. You're not, and I don't care. You know, if, if you brought in who as a defensive end, you know, you, unless you have a, a all pro defensive line, you are not going to get to the quarterback. Uh, with just his front four anymore, you got it because these these quarterbacks, these schemes are quicker, they're faster. One, two, three balls out of their hands. So you got to fool the quarterbacks. You got to get more exotic and, and creative. And, and the, unfortunately, from what we've seen in in a, in a season in one game so far, this team just relies on their base scheme. They're you know their Tampa two cover, and they'll they'll play a little man. They'll play predominantly zone. They don't disguise anything. They don't confuse anyone. They just play their base. And, and if you do that, they know how to beat you. The NFL knows how to beat you. It beats you in the middle, and it beats you in the flats, depending on what your safeties do. And today, they got beat in the middle. You know, it was a, was a third and 11, third and 14. And then, you know, Jaden Reed gets that 18-yard easy completion. Uh, how about the defensive breakdowns in the secondary? You know, uh, mm-hmm. first of all, we talked about at halftime with uh, Eddie Jackson taking the bite on that uh, inside uh, uh, or outside uh, kind of uh, – Jab step by Romeo Dobbs and getting beat, you know, getting his, you know, getting across his face Mexican cross and beating it in the inside on the for a touchdown. And then later on, that that what the hell was that that Musgrave 
you know, wide open, blown defensive coverage. It looked like I have to go back and look at it again, but just a quick look at the, the replay. It looked like Jackson again bit again on 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 a, on a different route and left that guy just come up wide open. And because he, you know the ball was in, he Jordan will fumble the ball. Was able no pressure, able to pick up the ball as he's fumbled it and then turn around and just fling it down the football field, wide open receiver. I mean, if that right there is just captures or, or embodies this defensive effort, that play right there embodies the effort that this defense put on, on the football field today. It, it, I don't know, John, if, if there's anything that, that could kind of, you know, lead me to like, all right, get a hopes up and say, all right, you know, they're, they're going to change. They're going to make this switch. They're going to do this and do that because I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it in a, in a season. And again, one game, uh, I hope, I hope that we come. They come next week, and they, they do some different, and they, they bring a little, you know, some more design blitzes, or they, they do something to help generate pass rush. If you're if the quarterback is back there, has seven, six, seven seconds to get rid of that football. I don't care if you have all Deion Sanders back there playing in your secondary; they're gonna get someone open, and that's what keeps killing this defense over and over again. Coach, what do you see out there on the defense? I mean, it's it was just for me; it could not have been more lackluster <laughs> yeah yeah I, i'm think about this from the top top down approach and then also address what you said about coach's press conference right first of all you know coaching is such a good old boy network right you're not gonna you're not gonna say hey i didn't have my team pre- ready to play because what that means i the head coach didn't have a team player that's on the head coach right mm-hmm. um and then you're not going to address specific specific incompetence incompetence on on the behalf of your ocs and your dcs because those are my hires. And then therefore, I don't, you know, I don't know how to hire people, right? So you're going to default to go watch the tape. Danny made a great observation, man. Eddie was out of position. I only think about four or five big plays, key third downs where you need to get off the field. And just saw Eddie was out of position. I don't know if it was a rush or what, but he was just, you know what I'm saying, either overplaying or underplaying situation. He was out of position a lot of times. Uh, my concern is with the overall defensive scheme. You know what I'm saying? You, Like Danny said, you can play a Tampa 2, mix in cover 2, mix in a lot of even number coverages. But if you don't know, if you know you don't have a defensive front to get there, and I think there's too much reliance upon the front four getting there with a bunch of slants and stunts, right? So you see they're running the stunts, they're running the twist, but if the twists aren't making it, then – your, your scheme is compromised overall. And that's a problem with the quote unquote Tampa two, right? Or the even number coverages defenses, right? If you were heavily relying upon the front four to get there and they don't get there, then the whole defense is compromised because guess what? Like you said, if Jordan Love can sit back there and pat the ball or whoever's in that position, hell, John, you could have ran out there and, and did Jordan Love's job today, right? Um, the way he played today. I appreciate that. Right. But but <laughs> the thing about it is, you know what I'm saying? Again, this goes back to even last year with, with a separate coordinator, different narrative, right? Goes back last year. Okay, even with lesser talent, show us where you manufacture good ball play with lesser talent. So when we get better talent, then we can we can be reassured that we're gonna see a better product product on the field. Um, now I will say, you know what I'm saying? The rookie, the rookie, uh, Tariq Stevenson, he flashed at points. I like his physicality. Um, but again, you gotta, you gotta use these guys, man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta use these guys in different ways. You got big physical corners. You have Gordon that can come up and blitz. You got, uh, you got safeties that can come down in the, in the box and play. 
you got to put pressure on the offensive coordinator to compromise their 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 basic scheme. Low hell, I would have preferred he uh, Allen Williams load the box day and just announce to the other sideline that you listen, you will not run the football today because that's basically sure. what they did to us. They said, okay, you're not going to run the football today. So you know, it, 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 again, and, and to your point, your 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 defense, your hard mark as a head coach was defensive football. Now I'm a little bit more optimistic on the defensive side because I feel like this. I hope, and this is hope, Eberflus can go in a defensive room when we're terrible and say, okay, I'm taking over, right? I'm demoting you, and I'm going to get this defense going. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we can't do that on the offensive side, right? Right. That that would have to be an outside job. And this what this is what concerned me about the 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 defensive hire, right? It was just like I mean the offensive hire, the offensive hire as OC. If you're gonna be a defensive head coach, go get you a veteran OC that you know what I'm saying that's been around the block a few times, that has, has seen some stuff that can put you in a better, more competitive situation. Yeah, and to your your point, Coach, I would have rather them just load up the box too because we haven't seen Jordan Love handle a lot of pressure in, in professional football and see how he handles a guy in his face throwing it with a guy. If they're yeah, maybe they're you're gonna get toasted a few times, but they got toasted anyway. Like they right. were getting beat anyway. So why not go down saying we're coming after you? If you're gonna beat us, you're gonna make a quick decision and you're gonna hit the quick route because we're sending the house at you every time, and you're also not running the football. So you're gonna have to beat us with big chunks. You're gonna have to read, you're gonna have to hit the hot route, you're gonna have to hit the right person, and hopefully we get in your face, you make the wrong decision, and we create some turnovers. But they didn't do that. They sat yeah. back and said, you know what? Have yourself a day, Jordan Love. We'll give you we'll give you all the time you need. Make sure you can go through every your progress. Oh, you need your fourth progression? Sure. Go ahead go ahead and hit that guy that's fine so i would put i'm i get some pressure you need pressure i guess and i guess an inexperienced quarterback who you're not sure how he handles that kind of pressure you said we're going to ease you into the nfl jordan love we don't want to we don't want to make it too hard on you yeah. we don't want to make your first real big serious start too difficult we're going to just going to ease you into the nfl and that's exactly what they did yeah. I mean, last year, they, that's what my thing with last year it was like, like you were getting no pressure. You're, you're, it was, a, it was a lost season. Do it. Try different things. Put, put some packages in there that just brought out all our pressure. And today, you know, your first half, whatever. And then, then now you're down, you know, 24, 14, you need the ball back, you know, it's third and eight. And, and I'm like, all right, just bring the house, man. I mean, I mean you're going to get beat if you sit back down coverage. What happens? They didn't do anything. Just rush their damn front four. You know, and, and then uh, it was third and eight, easy conversion to, to Jaden Reed for like, I think, 15, 18 yards, something like that, wide open, you know, no pressure whatsoever. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, and then, you know, Dominique Robinson, I, I understand he's a, he's a project. He's a fifth round pick. But, you know, that guy, how why he still has a, a roster spot, I don't understand. He does absolutely nothing out there. Absolutely nothing. And you, you got a guy like Terrell Lewis. I'm not saying Terrell Lewis is going to be an all pro or anything like that. But the guy was productive in the preseason. He, he had three sacks, two strip sacks. You know, like like a guy like that 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 you know could go ahead and, and maybe provide some pressure. You know, or, or you, you you know you cut him, you brought in this kid uh, Kareem from the from the uh, from the Colts. Play him, dude. What has Dominique Robinson done besides be a, a Ryan Poles draft pick that makes him earn all these snaps? But he 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 doesn't even sniff a quarterback. It was last year, week one, he had one and a half sacks, and that's been it. That's been it for Dominique Robinson. So again. I'm not saying cut the guy, he's garbage or anything like that, but let's try different people. And I know it's week one. I don't want to kind of just, you know, say, all right, throw everybody under the bus. But, 
And th this was this was really a, just a just a big letdown, an embarrassment, like we said, from top top down, you know. And uh, I, I I'm just really disappointed. I just would like to see changes. But Coach T, going to your to your point, I have no confidence and this defensive staff that they're going to make any changes because they're stubborn in their scheme. And they're going to sit there and say, this is how we, this is how we got to our positions right now. This is what we're going to do. We just need more, more talents. Hey, I know we got to get to JF one clip real fast. I want to make a point real fast about, about, about culture, because this is something I've thought, but never said out loud. Right. When, when you sit in, in the, in the, you know, Eva flu's pressers, when you sit in the, uh, defensive pressers, Allen Williams pressers, like like there's a and, and Danny can speak to this right. Defensive coaches, they have a certain type of personality, right? Danny, you experienced this on staff. Yeah, like, 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 yeah, like defense, yeah. defensive coaches, they're, they're a little bit they're they're probably like one 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 uh, uh, marble away from from being locked up, right? I just don't get that from a personality standpoint from Allen Williams. Like you gotta have. Like Danny said, right? You gotta have a lot. I'm finna go get. I'm finna get him today. I'm finna show. Like, listen, the whole back of Jordan Love's jersey is gonna be. We won't be able to recognize the numbers after this game. He should have been looking up at the sky all game, right? Being, hey, we we're gonna test this kid. We're gonna knock him down. We're gonna, hey, I'll take. Matter of fact, I'll pay for the penalty. I'll pay for the first fifteen yarder. That's the, the mentality, of, and I don't get that from Allen Williams, personality wise, right? And that leaks into your culture, right? It leaks into your – like you can't play uh, high-level football, especially defensively, and, and you you have this, hey, I'm just auditioning for, for a head coach job mentality. That's what I get from it. Like he's like, hey, I'm trying to be articulate and all this other stuff and come across as pressers as head coach ready. But, bro, you got to do your job. And, and, Danny, to your point, I think it, it's – you gotta have an idea. I'd rather I'd rather the identity be they're gonna be ultra aggressive. We're gonna have opportunities for big chunks, but we gotta watch out because they're gonna be sending some dudes. That is that right. so kind of like whenever you're going up against like a Wink Martindale defense, and it's just like they may not have the the most talent, but they're gonna bring it every single game. Right. We gotta watch out because they're gonna blitz the hell out of us, and if we're not careful, our quarterback's gonna be like Coach T said, looking up at the sky the majority of the game. So we have to prepare for that ultra aggressiveness. What do right. you prepare for when you're going against an Allen Williams defense right now? Well, we know they don't adjust. Let's just pick up. Let's just pick them apart in the middle of the field because the front four doesn't get any pressure. Right. So that, that, exactly. that, that's there's nothing to be because now if, if you put that fear in them, John, like you're mentioning, you put that fear in them. Now the quarterback's got to think at the line of scrimmage. All right. Is that corner going to come on a blitz? If he comes then who's dropping back and now he's got to think he's got to drop back or he's not coming. But you know what? He's looking at that corner. But lo and behold, this linebacker's coming off his, his blind side. Next thing you know, he's getting sacked for, you know, so you get the quarterback, you get the offensive uh, corners thinking there what's going on. Even then you can even drop back into coverage and just kind of fake like you're coming. But, but if you're just going to be a, a base, I'm going to bring my four guys, I'm going to get pressure. Coming. I'm going to drop back in, in, in zone. And it's, it's not going to change. It's been what 18 games now. Yeah. It hasn't changed. And I, I just have no, no, you know, um, I, I'm not. I'm not positive in terms of you know thinking these, these guys are actually going to do something to change this this format around. And at minimum, at minimum, you win the war of attrition, right? So if you're going to bring your four all game, I can come into a game plan with a simple plan and say, hey, I'm going to wear you out through the run, and I'm going to take you into deep, deep, deep waters third and fourth quarter. I'm going to let you drown. You're not getting off the ball, right? You're not beating blocks the same way you would in the first and second quarter after you've been drugged in a running game, right? So you just unless you have 
you know, like we boasted prior to the game to having, right, at least six guys deep coming off the bench for that D line, that studs, you're not gonna, you're not gonna win with that scheme, right? Those those teams like the Giants back in the, I think that was 2000s, 90s, they won because they had about eight studs playing up front, right? Mm. Yeah, that 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 usually helps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's let's uh, we got Justin Fields uh, press conference. We'll go to that. We'll react and then uh, we'll we'll get out of here. So let's go to Justin Fields press conference. Rhythm starting off early, but um, I, there it is. I think kind of the moral of the story is that we shot ourselves in the foot so many times. You know, pre-snap penalties, uh, false starts. Holdings, and then you know when you know, we put ourselves in you know third and longs, third and ten, third and fifteen. It's it's hard to uh, convert on that, you know, for NFL offense, you know. So uh, I think if we just clean that up, um, keep get better, then then we'll be fine. But we definitely got to put ourselves in a better position, you know, on third down to co- convert that. So yeah. Justin, with with DJ, obviously so much talk all offseason. Easier said than done to get him involved. But what was the challenge of trying to get him more involved today? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they, they did cloud him up a little bit, but uh, sure. Justin, Cole talked about a lack of focus at times. When you're going into week one rivalry matchup, how, how does how does that happen in week one after um, I don't think it was necessarily a lack of focus, I think. You know, uh, are you talking about with the penalties or something or what? Yeah, Cole brought it up, yeah. Like with what specifically, the, the penalties? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, guys were trying to – anticipate the snap and you know they were just a little early so um you know i mean that can happen once but uh after that one time you know everybody's got to get in line and you know straighten that up so uh we just gotta you know straighten that up so i just gotta stay focused like cole said and you know be locked in each and every play and be present each and every play so yeah justin what were they doing that prevented you from getting other receivers pushing the ball downfield to other receivers i know they're they're shading dj more uh, most of the time but uh getting other receivers open downfield what were they doing that was Prohibiting you from doing that. Uh, I mean, Moon caught a Moon caught a ball. Right. Um, right. So, like, what other receivers are you talking about? Necessarily, I'm sorry. Well, well I know just had one catch, or a couple catches, but it seemed like there was a lot, a lot of lateral passes as opposed to. Or- I mean, yeah, that was just the game plan. Um, you know, uh, I think just with those, you know, we just got to do better blocking on the perimeter. So, uh, just to set those up. I mean, if you go back and look at the film, if we, you know, block the guys, I mean, those. Or big chunk plays. Those are 10, 15 yard plays, 10, 15, 20 yard plays. But uh, that was just a game plan, you know. Um, if they weren't going to match, that's how we we're going to throw it out there and, you know, let our guys work. But um, just uh, didn't do our best at perimeter blocking, you know, blocking on the edge for our guys to catch the ball and run. Justin, on the, the touchdown to uh, Darnell Mooney, it looked like you may have adjusted something before it. Or what did you see on that from the defense? And what, what did you end up doing? Yeah, I, I thought I saw cover zero, so I was just, you know, checking the protection. And then I don't know if they checked out late. I don't know if, you know, they did a, a late rotation. But um, just checked the protection and uh, got us in a better protection if they would have brought cover zero on that. So what, what did you see on the interception? Uh, yeah, uh, they were playing cover two. And, um, you know, I, I think... I, I worked, I, my progression was left to right. I should have worked DJ, should have tried to high load the corner over there, but um, got off of that. And then, um, you know, the two hook defenders, his little gap, Mooney had a basic, and then they, they, they closed in. So, I mean, that's on me. I got to, you know, uh, if anything, give DJ a shot on the sideline on that. And, you know, it's him or nobody, or just check the ball down to uh, Roshan or Cole on that. But, yeah, I was just trying to fit in the window. The window closed, and that's what happened. Overall, going out this game kind of got away in the second half. What bothers you most about the offensive performance today? Um, just you know, self-inflicted penalties. Um, like I said before, it's just 
you know, it's hard to have success, hard to, um, you know, put yourself in a good position to convert on third downs, score in the red zone if, you know, you're hurting yourself, you're first and 15, yeah, third and 10, like, and we were backed up for a good period of the game. So um, just field position. So uh, I think overall, um, just got to uh, straighten that up. And then when we do get in the goal zone, we just got to score touchdowns. So, um, yeah, I think that was kind of the most frustrating part was just, you know, uh, getting backed up, you know, start, start the drive and then boom, penalty. We get a nice run holding. So it's just, you know, penalties and, you know, self, self-inflicted self wounds. What are, the, what are the conversations like with Luke in those moments when you guys are so far backed up, just about trying to give you anything on his play sheet to work out of that? I mean, yeah, uh, of course the playbook shrinks when you're backed up like that. So, um, I mean, in that situation, you really just want to uh, get first, de- get one first down so you can open the playbook a little bit more. So, um, I mean, yeah, so just got to, Either you know get plays, get the run game going a little bit to get that first down to you know open your playbook a little bit more, and then you can start pushing the ball downfield a little bit more. How deflating is this? If it is deflating, just all the build up all summer and start of the game to kind of wear what the result was. I mean, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. You know, rivalry week, week one, uh, going against the Packers. I mean, it sucks. You know, uh, you know. I mean, nobody's in good spirits, but um, you know, I mean, this one, this, this one hurts. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, so uh, it, it, it definitely sucks, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, you have to look at the bigger picture. Um, it's week one. Uh, we have 16 games to go in the regular season, so um, you know, we have a lot of room to improve, a lot of room to grow, and um, I think that's what we're going to do. Uh, as long as we uh, keep that positive attitude, you know, keep um, just our mentality, just keep going, keep pushing for greatness each and every day, we'll be fine. So, uh, but it, I mean, it definitely hurts, um, not only because. You know, it's the first game of the season, and it's a loss, but it's a loss to, you know, them. So, um, so I want to say, you know, sorry to you know, the teammates, you know, all the fans that were rooting for us. And, um, yeah, but, you know, we'll, we'll bounce back. We'll be good. So, How much of the last foot today do you guys attribute to, do you attribute to maybe not playing a lot in the preseason? Uh, no, nah, that has no correlation. I mean, I see if it was happening during the play, but we should be able to get on the ball and, you know, run the play without, you know, false starting. So, um it's just self-inflicted stuff and, you know, simple stuff that we can fix. It's just, it's, it's, it's nothing major. It's just, you know, the little stuff that we can, we can fix and that we have to be de- detailed on each and every play. So, yeah. Appreciate you. So that was Justin Fields talking. Heard a lot of uh, talking about the game plan. Uh, I will say that his recall was phenomenal. He can tell you exactly what was going on with the with the interception, who was doing what, what was uh, what was exactly going on. Now, if you can just you know, as we are recalling that, just not make that mistake again, we can move forward. But I, I, I do always appreciate his recall and exactly what everybody was doing on that play. But uh, coach, you kind of knew that it was going to be a down day for the Bears uh, right out of the gate before the before the before the game even started you had a inkling that there it might be a long day why exactly was that yeah yeah this is kind of comical but serious at the same time it speaks to my last point about culture right but if you can cue it up out let, let the people take a look right so so i already knew it was going to be a rough one right when when, when, when i saw this outfit it was over for me it, it my, my my nervous my my anxiety started kicking up already because justin is my guy man but but i'm gonna tell you right now when you're going to get, going to war against your your hated rival, bro, this is just not it. This is not it. I'm not coming in in the pseudo uh, uh, nuptials, wedding, um, um, button down, and I don't know what you call those jeans and the pattern on it, bro. I'm coming with camo, um, and, and this this is joking. It's just 
But again, to me, it speaks to the mentality of this club. I don't want to dive too deep into the outfit, but uh, as somebody put it in, out, in, in the comments, hell no. This is just, bro, what is that? What is that? It looks like something that my, my mom used to co cover her uh, uh, formal dining room table with like just and th that was the room we couldn't go in we actually didn't eat on any you know what i'm saying you only you like what is that like <laughs> I, I, I don't know man like th this doesn't speak this doesn't say i'm going to war versus my hated rival right <laughs> is it is it me Yo, coach, I'm going to tell you something. I uh, <laughs> I needed a laugh today because I had not, I probably, I don't think I laughed in about four hours. And <laughs> I, I, I did not anticipate a fashion breakdown factoring into the, the, hey, into the fabric of this game. Um, but uh, you know what? You, you brought it into there. You killed the analysis on there and you got me, you got me believing that it might've had an impact on it. So yeah. I, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the table, uh, the table cover, dining room table cover with the leather, the, the see-through like white plastic that went over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I we had too, coach. Yeah, you gotta put the you gotta yeah, put the plastic down, down first, and then you put the little the little the mesh. Plastic, yeah. Yeah, 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 and then you put your you put your formal stuff on top of, it. and then you can't even go in that room, right? So yep. nope, only when guests are over. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I mean, just and, getting here seriously, like like and going back to what Justin just said, uh, the fact that he owned up to that interception and, and we, we came out like he was staring down Mooney. I said, he was staring down Mooney. It looked like he had um, more on, on that outside corner route. And he just said, he goes, I, I should probably gone there to, to more than that. That's the thing. It's like, you know, he, he did mention that, you know, that in terms of the stuff affected penalties. And we talked about it a little bit, John at halftime, which, which was the, the false starts that the back-to-back -back mm -hmm. false starts when they had that, that drive going and trying to put them back behind the chains. And, 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 and that's just like you got to get out of that. And that to me, he disagrees. Justin disagrees. But I think playing in the, in the preseason more, I think, helps out. Now, he makes a good point because, like, you know, I, I can understand, you know, maybe maybe executing plays or something like that. But, you know, just the pre-snap penalties, stuff like that, I get it. But it's just it, the offense seemed out of sync. The game plan sucked. I think you put all together. I think then then once they came, they came, you know, they, they fell behind. Now I think Justin and the offense starting to press. And you saw frustration out there. You saw we talked about earlier, Claypool not giving effort on that on that smoke screen to block his guy, allowing that 20, that corner to run right through him basically and get, and get to you know Darnell Mooney. You know, stuff like that really kind of seeps through. So you know, and in terms of you know, next week, like you know, we talked about next week possibly being an easy game, but hey, the Buccaneers were out there and just beat Minnesota in Minnesota. You know, next week's gonna be no guarantee either. Now, defensively, talk about Todd Bowles, who's who's an aggressive play caller who brings design scheme will confuse you at the line of scrimmage. You know, they got some they got some dudes out there on defense in Tampa Bay, and then the way you know Mayfield played today, Baker Mayfield played today with this defense that gets no pressure, you go zero and two. I mean, I mean, you know, we're talking about now where there's some questions about Ibrflus mm -hmm. and, and his staff. I mean, serious questions. And then going back to what Coach T was talking about earlier, if that happens, now you bring in a whole new staff, and now Justin again is behind the eight ball, learning. And now if he struggles, and it's it's just a, a vicious cycle. And and I think until we get it right, until we get it right from the top all the way down to the bottom, it's going to continue to be this way. We're going to continue churning out good players. They're going to come here. They're going to fail and they're going to be called busts and they're going to be let go, but you know, not, not given a real fair shot. And I think this is where I think this, this next week. So to me, this was a must win. This week was a must win. Even though it was a week one, 
as a fan, as an analyst, I said the Bears got to go on. They got to, they got to, you know, put their foot down. And say, hey, listen, Green Bay, the big bad wolf is gone. We're here. We're going to compete. Not saying they're going to win the division, but they were going to compete against you guys. This, it's, it's done. This whole like losing to Green Bay thing is done. But no, it, it was the total opposite. It's, it's just kind of back to square one here. Now you lose to Tampa, all right. And I think week three is KC, if I'm mistaken, John. That's at KC. Yeah. You go on three. Dude, there's some questions going to be out there. There's going to be a lot of pressure on a lot of, uh, you know, the seats are going to be hot on fire. Um, and uh, I'm not saying polls is going to, going to, you know, be necessarily kicked out, but, you know, I, I think, you know, we're starting looking at April Fluis, And again, that starts a vicious cycle of hiring a new, new person, a new coach, a new staff, a new offense coordinator. Now Justin's learning a whole new system. Again. It just, it's just a vicious cycle we have here in Chicago. And does that new coach? And I don't, I'm not trying to get way too far down the road. We're already talking about a new coach, and it's week one, so let's let's let's, let's not go too far. But just to just to compliment your point, Danny, if that new coach does not want Justin Fields, they do have two first round picks that they could use on a different quarterback in a very quarterback heavy draft coming up. But that's 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 way that's a conversation for far down the line. We're not we don't we're not we're not close to there yet. But to, to your other point. There ain't no easy games on this schedule if this is how this team's gonna play. There ain't no easy games on this schedule for the entire year if that's how no. they're gonna play. They're gonna they're no. gonna be in they're gonna have to beat lesser teams. It's gonna be a dog fight with teams they should beat, but they're playing they that's this is how if this is how they're gonna play, right? Ain't no easy games. And John, we can talk about the nuance that leads to those conversations though, right? And I know I made I made a joke about the outfit, but it's kind of a telltale sign, right? You you see, I had this question again, didn't bring it up prior to the season, but I was concerned about the physicality of this team, the toughness of this team. Like culturally, yeah, I know we have hits, right? But do culturally, is this team tough? Is this a punch you in the mouth type of team? Danny brought up Danny brought up the coordinator in Tampa. I was at that game two years ago in Tampa with my dad. And uh, uh, Todd Bowles came after Justin with every blitz, every exit blitz you can think of. It was no mercy. It was the type of game you would have wanted to see today versus Jordan Love in his first real start in this rivalry to send a message to him and say, hey, buddy, you might be here three or four years, but this is what it's going to feel like. And it didn't have that. So now we get to go see that on the road versus Tampa. You know, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about the mentality. I'm concerned about this is Chicago, man. This is you know what I'm saying? It's a punch you in the mouth type of city like. Coach, I, I said this whenever the when the Lion and I, and I remember this after uh, Homer just commented. Uh, I like the Detroit coach. Uh, he's but because I said this when they hired Dan Campbell in Detroit. I don't know what kind of head coach he's going to be, but I'd want to play for him. And right. then, because because they, those players embody his spirit of knockdown. We may not be the most talented, but we're going to punch you in the mouth kind of mentality because he sets that tone with his culture, with his mentality, with his coaching strategy. And I still don't know what kind of head coach Dan Campbell really is, but right. I still know that I'd like to play for him and I'd probably run through a brick wall for him. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know if this this coaching staff really inspires that uh, with, with, with their players. The, the Danny, one thing they point. could do, I'm sorry, John. The one, the one thing they could do offensively. And, and I think this is something they got away with from like away from today was they got to use Justin more now at, at running the football. You just notice today that I think it was one design play. It was like a quarterback power up yeah. the middle. It was like went yeah. from negative yards. They got us. And I know they want to kind of build them in the pocket, 
But you got to you got to put that in there. You got to put that threat in there because what happens now is now you get the defense on the heels a little bit. Now that opens up your passing game. And I, and I know the emphasis, again, was just on Justin making plays from the pocket. And that's fine. We could do that. But you got to get a win. You got to get some momentum. You got to get this offense kind of clicking here. And what happened last year when this offense started putting up points was Justin was being used more as, as a runner. And I, even though I don't want to do it, you know, I, I have to do it. And then just a, a quick comment. I thought someone in the, in the chat put down, let's admit Justin's a bust. Guys, if you watch this game, Justin had a bad game. I'm not going to defend Justin in terms of, you know, he had a great game or anything. He was 95 or 90% of your offensive output today, guys. 95 or 90% of your offense in, in terms of running the ball, throwing the ball, all that stuff. He threw a bad pick. Yes, he he had the fumble. Yes, but, you know, there's always mistakes he's got to get over. But he's 90% of your offense. So you, you got to come back and say, all right, if this guy's making plays, why isn't everyone else making plays, right? So that's the thing is like we got to go back and, and kind of take a look at everything here. That's right. All right, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. I think we we've talked about this game as much as anybody wants to talk about this game. But when then uh, we got <laughs> we can look start looking forward to Tampa Bay. Although this one hurts pretty bad. They got another game uh, in a week. Let's do some parting shots and then we'll take this home. Coach, I'll throw it to you first, and then Danny, you can give you uh, you give us your parting shot, and then I'll uh, I'll wrap this up. I'll put a bow on it. So, Coach, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, over the next two or three weeks, man, I want to find out who our dogs are. I know we're missing one in Tevin Jenkins, um, and, and I know he won't be back for another three or four weeks, but we need to find some dogs on both offense and defense that bring that presence. Um, it came up during preseason, during camp, uh, that that even our defense was picking on our offense a little bit, right, because they didn't have that personality, man. But we need to find some dogs on both sides of the ball, some guys that understand the nature of football and can play football the right way. And hopefully this coaching staff can shift from being a, a intellectual minded co uh, coaching staff to one that's more physically or physicality minded. Um, so we can play Chicago style football. All right, Danny, your parting shot on this, on this game. Yeah, this was a disappointing. This was a gut, the gut wrench, uh, you know, a gut punch, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's, it's a downer, but the one thing I just want to say you know, the Bears started off last year 1-0, and they had a horrible season. You know, in 2018, when they won the division, they, they lost a, a heartbreaker in Green Bay on the road uh, and, and came back and won the division. So it's, it doesn't make – you know, one game doesn't make a season, especially opening week. In opening week, there's there's a lot of things happen opening week that, that kind of, you know, uh, they call opening week, uh, you know, week one a liar. You know, a lot of things happen that teams look bad that actually end up being good. Teams look good, end up being bad. So that's the, that's the positive about it. But the, the negative is is – the, the things that I think will fix this this team, a more aggressive approach on defense from the coaching staff, you know, a little bit more creativity on offense in terms of, you know, let's rely a little bit more on the running game. And then let's build off of that in terms of, of the pass game. Let's get your guys involved, whether it's, you know, Justin said today that the, the, the game plan was kind of more, not vertically, more horizontally going to get these, you know, sideline, sideline kind of play. So let's see what, what happens here, how they, how they adjust here. But if it, if it, you know, if it, you know, they got to come out. They got to put some points on the board. And that defense has to generate some pressure. If it's not going to happen with the front four, they're going to have to bring some additional pressure. I just I just hope that Iberflus or somebody comes out and says, you know what, we got to change things up here a little bit. We got to you know provide our offense an opportunity here to get the ball on, on a shorter field, create some turnovers, you know, get some the ball back from, from the offense and not just give up these easy chunk plays and put the offense behind the eight ball, not put the pressure and onus all on, on one player or a couple players on offense. So uh, we'll see what happens. It is just one game, but but this 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 really sucked. 
Yeah, my my final thought on this was I told myself you shouldn't get too emotional about a week one game, but I was probably going to get too emotional about a, a week one game for a number of reasons. One, we waited all year to see what this new look Bears defense was going to look like, this new and improved Bears roster that was totally different from last year. They looked exactly the same. I, I It was week one against the Packers, who no longer had Aaron Rodgers, an opportunity to turn the, the current trend in this rivalry, but instead – it's nine straight victories for the Packers, and the Bears haven't beaten Green Bay since 2018. It was an opportunity for uh, for Justin Fields to go one-up on Jordan Love in this series that I'm sure people are going to be keeping tabs of. Love versus Fields. Well, Fields is down 0-1, even though you, know, you can't just say it's quarterback versus quarterback, but that's how people are going to tally it. Also, you have to wait 17 more weeks to play Green Bay, and I'm tired of losing to Green Bay, but it's happening way too often why can't they beat this team and why can't they show real signs of improvement maybe maybe they will get better maybe this was just an outlier but this was an incredibly important game for not just the team but for the fans to see that something was going to change and it looked exactly the same it looked it looked like it was 2020 it looked like it was 2019 it looked like it was 2022 it was the same result and it's just sickening it's sickening because although I'm looking forward to going uh, for the Bears to get another game against Tampa Bay this one is going to just stick with me for a while because I, I they're just you know that the Bears are still the 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 little brother in in this in this rivalry uh it's it's it, now the national narrative is look the Bears rebuild not doing what it's supposed to do look even without Aaron Rodgers Green Bay owns Chicago look the Bears aren't their their arc is lower than Green Bay Green Bay are, are, is Green Bay a division winner now after the Jordan Love's all-star performance on Sunday I don't want to keep having to hear that crap after they play the Bears I'm over this but it's just it's just the way it's going to have to be at least until week 18 when they have to play each other again but that's about all that we can talk about. That's all we can say about this game for now. So we're going to wrap this up. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Just a quick quick couple of promos. Greg, Greg Gabriel will be on the Barroom Network tomorrow at 10 a.m. Special guest, Dan Aguirre. So you're going to want to tune into that. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of opinions uh, on, on that show. But uh, thank you to everyone who tuned into this show, whether it's the live version, the podcast version, the video version. However you may have watched or listened to this show, we greatly appreciate you. We love that you come and you cope with us. And we have our little therapy session here at after the game, we were hoping it was going to be after a win, but you know it's the Bears, so of course we're gonna we're gonna try to you know we're gonna maneuver our way through a loss and see how we can move forward. But once again, I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in, whether it's uh, later on tonight, tomorrow, or you're doing it right now, uh, contributing in the chat room. We appreciate each and every one of you, and make sure you like and subscribe the YouTube page, and you do all the uh, across all of our other socials as well. Uh, and come have some fun with us on Twitter at Barroom Network, but. That will do it for us for this edition of Bear Football. For Coach T and Danny Shimon, I'm John Buffone. We'll see you next time.